Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Titan Radio Clubhouse. I'm your host for this episode. My name is Matt Sylvester. Um, my major was American Studies when I was an undergrad, but I'm since graduated. I'm now the only staff member here at Titan Radio. Uh, so I graduated in 2019. That's a short little bio by myself. And I have a representative here from our uh, eSports club here on campus at CSUF. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, hey, I'm Adam. I'm a communications PR major, and I'm in my uh, senior year here at Fullerton. Nice. So expected graduation this semester, next semester? Uh, fall. Fall. Hopefully fall. Cool. See what happens. It happens, yeah. No worries. Um, okay, so just give me a short background about what your club is, you know, official name, all that stuff. So uh, we're officially called, as like our, our student organization is called um, CSUF Gaming and Esports. It kind of branches out into both the casual and competitive environment, kind of just providing everything for everyone. Um, the club is basically just a, a place for people to come play games or look for some form of competition with their fellow Titans. Um, what games do you focus on primarily, would you say? Uh, so for our competitive environment, uh, we're currently looking at League of Legends, Overwatch, and Rocket League. Okay. We have some couple things in the pipeline right now that we're testing internally, um, but those are not um, official yet. Sure. Um, and how would you say, like, well, how do people interact with your club? Is there, like, weekly meetings? Do you guys meet at, like, a friend's house and do, like, friendlies or, like, LAN parties or something like that? Or So uh, we do have casual meetings um, almost every Friday, um, starting from the second week after Discover Fest in mm -hmm. our um, Titan Student Union Legislative Chambers. Okay. Um, so that's, like, up on the second floor. So from Friday, on Fridays from 4 to 8, we just go in. We'll have a theme. Um, we'll have consoles, PCs, depending on what we're doing, and we'll just play games, socialize, and help people find new friends on the campus. So most of your people who get involved, I imagine, already are somewhat familiar with these games. Maybe they're, like, dedicated players. They're not, you know, maybe super serious, maybe kind of serious. But do you have people that walk in and are just kind of like, you know, like, like let's say League, for example, like, oh, I know about League, but, like, I've never really played. Like, is there still a place for them in your club, or is there for more serious players? Um, no, that we get those all, We get those a lot. Um, so, for example, we'll have, um, let's say we do a fight night. Like, we're going to be playing Smash Brothers or Street Fighter, and they'll someone will come in that's interested in the game but has never really played the game. Um, we very much are the, the place to come in and be like, this is a... Just come in and play the game. It's mm -hmm. not you have to be the best player or a good player. It's be a player. Cool. Just come in and have fun. That's cool. I like that mission. Um, do you know when it was created? Because I know, I mean, as far as like pop culture, I feel like esports is more the past few years. But I mean, aside from the quote, I'm doing air quotes, but pop culture, I feel, I mean, esports have been huge. Competitive gaming has been huge since the 80s, since arcade games. Yeah, so um, from digging through time, because there's a, there's a lot of info on like how this club came to be, um, from my understanding, it was founded around five to six years ago by a, uh, a Matthew Kelly. Okay. Um, he's still around, actually. He helps oh, us cool. out a lot um, with like organiza organization stuff. Um, but back then, it was, I think it was just called CSUF Esports at the right. time. I was around five years ago so and that sounds familiar I, when you said the name I was like I don't remember hearing just the gaming part before yeah so um, when that when that started it was very much a small group of people just being like 
I like games and they wanted to come in and find a like a social space. That's kind of what the idea was. And do you think that's still like the most important aspect is just like kind of, you know, gamers just getting together, finding people to like them almost. Yeah, it's like that's the I mean, that's the whole like the whole purpose, really. It's um, gaming communities are very large, but a lot of the times that people are unaware mm-hmm. that um, some group on a campus is there. So like here at Fullerton, um, one of our biggest struggles is actually like a marketing um, aspect of the club. We do like we do uh, tables on Titan Walk, and we'll do sure we'll do uh, flyers and events and stuff. But a lot of people will just continue to discover us over time. Mm-hmm. But it is truly just our main goal is to create a home for everyone. Because like you you'll have like a normal sports team or um, a philanthropic club, and like they have a they have a purpose, they have a home, they have something to do. Mm-hmm. With gaming, it's just it's a social activity that could be a stress reliever or a way to make friends yeah and like that's our goal is all has always been create a home and a social space for anyone um yeah i definitely agree with you and it's interesting what you said i feel like as a just you know from titan radio's perspective it's really interesting especially me i've been involved with titan radio for like five years it's interesting because students are constantly rotating you constantly have to market yourself to new people like for example like you know, this year we're like, I feel like Titan Radio is pretty well known by the campus, mm-hmm. but next year it could all go out the drain if all those people graduate. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. could be back to square one. No, that's that, that's a very common thing also with us. Um, a lot of the times, depending on the semester, we've, we've kind of got it down to um, a rhythm, though. Uh, our fall semesters are always our most competitive semesters. That's when all the new trans or the the new uh, high school students come in mm-hmm. to the campus or new transfers like that's when we get our bulk um our bulk memberships coming in um and a lot of times they're they're primarily com- primarily competitive mm-hmm. and our fall semester is just the polar opposite it we or spring you mean? Or, oh, it's spring sorry yeah, yeah. uh our our spring semester is just like absolutely void of competitive players and there there's there's really no um correlation there it's not like people don't transfer in, in a spring, in spring yeah but it's it it's just a pattern we've noticed hmm. ever since we've uh, the club was launched it was just like fall is when you want to get your competitive players and spring is when you want to build upon the casual crowd hmm. does that correlate at all to like when like the big fighting tournaments are like like evo or like other, other these huge like like league of legends tournaments like does it correspond at all like act like year wise or no and like that that's the weird part is because when we talk about when i talk about casual players it's those who are not informed that like even collegiate esports exists oh okay yeah or um like we'll have we'll have the casual crowd that knows it exists but they don't really care okay and there's nothing wrong with that it, it's just it was one of those oddities that we've stumbled upon. Excuse me. That's okay. Um, so, sorry, coming off guard here. Um, why did you, going back to you, why did you join the esports club or CSUF Gaming and esports club? I, I came from, uh, running an esports club at a local community college. I won't I won't say where just to prevent any form of arguments. Um, Backlash. Yeah. Yeah. But over there it was a pretty 
it was a good it was a, like it, it was a good community but um when i took over i didn't know at the time that the, that community was built upon um giving away just free expensive items and it was fake it was very it was it was like manufactured hmm. and over time i tried turning it into a, just like a true community where people were comfortable with just playing games but the damage had already been done um the previous leadership had abandoned everything they took all the credit for any event all the equipment they took it with them and it just kind of left the club entirely bare and broken um not only that we were kind of we were even abused and made fun of by our campus faculty um our city our what is our associated students group uh they had a nickname for the esports club that they would just tell us to our face would be the fire hazard. Um, wow. Yeah, and it, it, was, it, was, it was really demoralizing, too, because I, I worked with some of my students, and we, were, we tried to really have esports be serious. Like, mm-hmm. esports was up and coming. We were local to UCI. And we were, we were preparing, like, a business plan and, like, having answers to questions and j- just, just to be fully prepared. And we, we approached the athletics director just to kind of get a concept of what it would be like to bring esports to the campus. Mm-hmm. There was one question we just were not prepared for that kind of set me on my crusade for collegiate esports. His, his response to us presenting him like esports as at college level, just athletics, his response is, why should we do esports if we don't have a lacrosse team? That question blew my mind because out of j- just showing him the sheer power of my industry that I was already working in, he wasn't listening, nor was he interested. He wasn't even he wasn't he wasn't even interested in learning. Mm-hmm. He just said, whatever's the first thing that came to mind. The campus didn't have a lacrosse team. Why should it have esports? It was very clear that it was it was just a space where it was not wanted. It was no one wanted to learn, and no one cared. And so I, at my my final semester there was truly just draining and demoralizing. I felt defeated, and I was questioning if I wanted to be a part of this industry. Mm-hmm. My first time I came over to Fullerton, I like I already knew um, the president before me a little bit. Like I was just talking with him because I just wanted to be like, I'll give this one more shot maybe. And I started talking to him, and he told me just come to a meeting you will you'll be surprised but it was it was truly like I came in sad and demoralized and I walked through the door and I was just shocked I it was it was just one of those moments that really reignited my passion was I walked in the door and saw a true-to-life community that wasn't manufactured Mm -hmm. wasn't based around us giving anything away it was just a true community of gamers at Fullerton mm-hmm. alumni sometimes we even have like local high schools come in and like collaborate really? with us yeah and the more I learned about it the more I just straight up was like just let it go Adam just start over just let it go don't don't even think about what had happened think about the future sure and from there I just really just dove off the deep end into helping the club with developing programs because that was my specialty was trying to create a community that was authentic Mm -hmm. and the community being authentic already allowed me to just let it grow and it was truly it truly meant a lot to me to join the club 
it, it, I was at a new campus, didn't know anyone, and now I have lifelong friends just yeah. after the first meeting I was attending. So, yeah, it's that's a lot. When did you transfer? I transferred over um, last spring. Okay, cool. Yeah. So spring of 2019? 2019. Okay. Yeah, so it seems like you've already are very well established in this community and everything. That's a crazy, like going back to, that's a crazy story too Yeah. with yeah. your JC that the lacrosse question is, I agree that I, out of everything you said, I'm just like, why compare it to lacrosse of any sport? Just but that, like, that defined how I approach every everything in the industry now is because we were prepared for questions, but I wasn't prepared for just sheer ignorance like or not interested. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because what, from what I worked with in like already, already with um, my industry was I was working with people that didn't quite know, but were willing to learn. Mm-hmm. I was not prepared for someone who not only was not willing to learn, but hated our guts. Yeah. So it, it was truly eye opening. And I, I, I hold that to heart every single time I go into a meeting discussion mm-hmm. or presentation. I go, what if he just really doesn't care and I'm wasting his time? And that's truly like the biggest fear. Yeah. That's really the biggest fear of the industry. So now coming to Fullerton, do you feel like there's like people are willing to listen more? Oh, absolutely. It's having one of the biggest struggles is when you come from a a JC is that you're a JC. You're not you're not UC. You're you're not a Mm -hmm. UC. You're not a Cal State. You're a you're a JC. Mm -hmm. The Fullerton has such an impact of a name. when I go around and talk to industry people and trying to get um, companies to come over and provide us some things, like small giveaways or prizing for tournaments, if I came at, came to them as a JC, I'd probably get a sticker. Okay. If I if I approach them as Fullerton, oh man, I'll get a full setup. I'll get a I'll get I'll get fifteen headsets that are priced at one hundred forty dollars each. I'll wow. I'll get keyboards, mice, all this stuff, but. It's just truly the name of Fullerton. It really does travel a long way. Hmm. That's really cool. Um, on campus, like when you're, like you say, like how you had that interaction with the lacrosse question with someone who was on campus before at your old JC, on campus, like as for example, like ASI, like other faculty members, are people pretty supportive in that regard as far as on campus? More than you know. Okay. More than anyone knows. And that's like, there's a big secret right now. It's something I, my first semester was me getting to know everyone. And my second semester was me being put in charge of a really large project for the campus, working with some very large names that I should not say. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know what that can be like. So yeah, I don't want to press you on that, but that's exciting. I yeah. mean, I'm assuming it's in the name of esports somehow. So that's exciting. And that like me not being able to say something says something. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. We, faculty, ASI, um, and then alumni from either national or international. We do have international contacts that I'm currently talking to for um, this project. Wow. And it's really such a big deal because I would not have gotten this opportunity unless I really just let let everything of my past, like just let it go and just dive, dove back in. But Fullerton is really just the place where they want to provide for their students. The faculty, I, I've, I've worked with people that are so fake and mm-hmm. they just are in it for themselves. They want money, they want it quick, and they want it now. When I worked with um, faculty here, I was very much prepared for that whole, 
why don't we have lacrosse question? Yeah. But they stopped, sat down, and listened. And that was truly the shocking moment was they're listening to me, and they're not questioning me. They're saying, that sounds great. That's perfect. We weren't even thinking of that. And it, it's such an impact that it, it really, like, reflected on the work that me and my students do is that they're actually paying attention. Mm-hmm. They're, they're well aware. They may not know anything about the industry, but they're learning. Yeah. And that's what's really important is that they're willing to learn. That's awesome. That makes me really happy that people are supportive. Um, you're very, I'm, I mean, you got me off guard. That was a really good story, just that whole trajectory of how you got here and everything. Um, I don't know if I've asked this yet, so I'll just ask it again while I kind of wrap you know, wrap my head around it again. But do you know your your number count for your club right now? Like how many students are involved? So I know every single student is a big supporter and user of TitanLink. Um, everyone <laughs> just loves it and doesn't get lost. And we haven't had z- we've had zero issues with using it. Yeah, we yeah we we try our best um, to gauge memberships or like just people attending our club. The w- so like the way the way our club works, it's it's PRSSA. Mm-hmm. It is an organization where they host panels, they provide tours, and they provide you like guidance in being in PR. Sure. Um, that that's an organization. That's like that's it has a set um, mission. Mm-hmm. Um, our club's mission is always changing, so we always get new audiences. Um, when we did Discover Fest this semester, we had, so it was Wednesday and Thursday, and we recruited around. Excuse me. Um, I want to say a hundred. We got 120 si- signatures. That's a lot. Um, which was, it was just getting like their emails and like talking to them. But sure, we've. I want to say we like had interaction with at least 90 percent of them, mm-hmm. which was me getting my board members to go, hey, see that person over there, and I just throw them at them, and be like, talk to them about video games, and we wanted to create that interpersonal like interaction, something that they could connect to and be like, okay, I can be comfortable coming to this. Well, our first meeting was it's always terrifying for me because if we because we go from four to eight and if i don't see everyone that signed up at our booth at four i have a panic attack because i'm like i must have done something wrong or there must have been a miscommunication or like an advertisement that was missed Mm -hmm. um by the end of our first meeting we had a sign-in we had had a sign-in sheet for people to come in it was all unique we had 117 people wow of unique signatures and every single time we host our first meeting, I ask the question, how many of you are new to the club? I want to say I did not see a single hand down. Hmm. And it it was shocking because that was the first time we had such a positive turnover of new members. Yeah. Um, we were able to maintain almost a 100% turnover rate from Discover Fest to this meeting. That's huge. Maybe we didn't get... Um, I want to say like 60% from Discover Fest, but like we worked really hard to distribute flyers, mm-hmm. talk to people over our, the Fullerton Reddit, um, and we like we post flyers. Like we, we do that. And it was truly like relieving to see that all these people came out and just wanted to be a part of the group. It, and we're just a social. Our, our meetings, we don't, we don't go, all right, guys, we're going to sit down and here's our agenda for yeah, the day. Right. It's we have announcements. We we talk about like certain activities or things that are happening on the campus. And then we go, all right, it's free play. We're doing fight night. We have smash setups over there. We have Tekken, Street Fighter, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, And people will just split off. We'll go play their games. And then mm-hmm. we'll do 
let's say we want to do some large scale activity. We'll do um, eight player smash on our projector, where we'll force players to use a Joy-Con. Joy or yeah. from what I remember, I want to say it was fall 2018, we actually um, had people roll a dice to play um, Tekken 7 with arcade sticks, but they were like, you would roll a dice and you'd be like, okay, you hit the number four, you're going to wear oven mitts while you're playing. <laughs> okay. And like that's that's the thing. It's 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 not competitive. It's mm-hmm. you're you're wearing oven mitts using an arcade stick, like, or you're blindfolded, or you're wearing earmuffs and you can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. We're 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 a social environment. We're we are an arcade. We are providing what the campus has yet to provide us. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we do. And like, it, it it's just like the core concept. It's we're a home. We're a place. We're an arcade. That's interesting. It's like so. In so many ways, I feel like it's so similar to Titan Radio just because, like, like kind of what you were saying, it's just you need to kind of break down those barriers. Like, we never really have meetings, like, like you said, with the agenda or anything, but, like, our best events, like, we've, we, in years past since I've been here, we've tried such complicated events with, like, you know, a concert and there's, like, a pin-making booth and all this stuff, and, like, we can put all this work into it, and then sometimes people don't really show up. Um, we had an event last semester where we just had people come out. Um, we set up a Mario Kart station. We set up a Smash station. We had some board games. There was a live DJ. Probably, like, our best turnout ever. And then after that, I feel like everyone's been way closer. Kind of like, I bet, what happened after your first event. You know, once people kind of break those barriers and play games with each other and just aren't just sitting each other in, like, a weird board meeting, you know? Yeah. Um, the club gets much tighter and just, like, people get much more affiliated with each other. And, like, our, like our first meeting, our, our, I want to say, like, our first meeting of every semester is probably by far the most organized meeting we ever do. Sure. Um, we actually, we do have an agenda for that, but it's, like, two two activities. Mm-hmm. We'll do, like, a long presentation of what the board is and, like, projects on the campus. And then we'll do icebreakers. And, like, I wish we record those. Those are so, <laughs> those are so awkward and fun. Um but we really like push the social as- aspect of like just interact with each other because that's the like the one thing with the gaming community is they're very like they're conservative because they don't really want to express their passion mm-hmm. because they don't know what their reaction is going to be. I agree. Yeah. Um, and one of the things we do is we just keep it simple. We don't go we don't go crazy. We don't go like express your favorite game and your favorite music piece from it and tell us why we should believe that you have the best. Game. No. It, We'll just like connect people that are like similar interests, and we got to the point where everyone the room was so loud. I actually got concerned that we were going to get a complaint because people oh. were laughing and having fun. They weren't even playing games; they were just talking with each other. Mm-hmm. And like we we followed up that meeting, or like with the icebreakers, we just followed it up with social games and everything. It's just, just go have fun, just chill. And after that, we followed up with like a the next meeting was party night, which was our focus was multiplayer um, cooperative games. Mm-hmm. We actually have a video because we we did um, Nintendo Switch Just Dance on the projector. I'm like, I want, okay, let's just. My board member, my board is like, we want to do. It. I'm like, okay, just do it. It's fine, whatever. Half the room was doing Just Dance routines of Rasputin or something like oh, that. Oh, I know that's all. And I was I was on my phone. I was reading emails, and I look up, and I just hear this like loud thumping of like just stomps. And I look up, I'm like, oh, my God, half this room is dancing to Just Dance. <laughs> I, what is happening? I, I looked away for a minute. And, like, that that's truly the heart of the club right there is 
we have competitive Overwatch players. We have we have top five hundred grandmasters, amazing league players, really? amazing Rocket League players, and they're dancing to Rasputin with Switch Joy Cons. Like, and I'm just like, okay. If you guys are like everyone's interacting, no one no one's being like I'm competitive, I'm casual. It's I'm having fun. Yeah, and like that's that's truly what it is with our club. It's interesting too, and I'd be interested to know your opinion on this kind of. But with competitive gaming, or maybe even just gaming in general, there's sometimes these like trivial arguments that people get into, right? Like PS4, Xbox. Like I don't know. Like mm-hmm. no, I don't want. That's like super simple. But you know what I mean? Or like, oh, I like Tekken because it's this. It's the best fighter because this. I like Street Fighter because it's the best fighter because this. Or like, I don't know. That player's cheap. Stuff like that. Do you ever? It sounds like you're. The good thing is it sounds like your players kind of throw those things out the window and can just see each other as, like, fellow players. Maybe yeah. it doesn't matter what style they use, you know. There's always those trivial, weird arguments. But do you ever come into, you know, times when people are, like, kind of, you know, aggressive about that or anything or maybe competitive because they're they're literally playing competitively? Do they ever get a little too competitive? or? Uh, we, we We've never faced an issue where someone said, like one console or one game is better without absolutely destroying the console or game that they're currently playing or using. Um, our Overwatch team is very, um, while, while they are an amazing team, they are very much bitter towards the game. And they're, they're, they never go, oh yeah, Overwatch is great. All I hear through my Discord feed or through a text being like, I hate this game. Please I hate stop this update. It. Yeah. Please, please, I don't want to play this game anymore. Please just let me go. I'm like, keep playing. You're, you're mine. <laughs> um, and we've never had like a we never had a PC master race or Xbox is better or PS4 is better. It's it, it's just never a discussion that's happened. Good. Um, and, and even if it did happen, I would be very much um, just, just stopping it right there. Yeah. Because that's not the point. Uh, we're our we have like a, we have a Discord server and it mm-hmm. has over six hundred almost six hundred people in it. Wow. And we we've never really have this um, argument of what's bad, what's good. Because it's never an argument. It's always everyone agreeing that something's really bad. Um, <laughs> okay. But no, it, we like that toxicity is just not a thing. It, it It's truly everyone wants to be someone's friend. Everyone wants to play a game with someone. We, while regardless if you're good or bad at something, as long as you just enjoy it, yeah, good. If you have nothing good to say about it, just don't say it. I mean, people might agree with you, but... You're not if you're looking for an argument, go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's not what that's not our core value. Just, sure, it's inclusion, not exclusion. I feel like a similar thing can be said about music. People have strong opinions about music mm-hmm. here at the radio station, but it, even if we do like you know like we have a hot take or something, like, oh, I don't like this really common artist or something. It's always like in jest, you know. I'm sure in the same way that yours is. It's it's never to actually try and bring someone down or anything like that. Yeah, and like with our with our esports teams. Um, all our esports teams are bound to PC, and that's okay. that's not um, that's not choice. Being me, like, oh, we're not gonna have our Overwatch team is not gonna be a PlayStation team. Mm-hmm. Um, the decision for PCs to be the priority for um, collegiate teams is not a choice by these collegiate organizations. They're cho- they're chosen by the tournament organizers or the publishers. Kind of like industry standard in a way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, for Overwatch, they they do a collegiate. They will perform in a collegiate tournament called. Um, Overwatch Collegiate Series, I think is what it's called. Um, but that's hosted by um, Blizzard Entertainment. Okay, and cool. they say it's on PC. Like that's where that's where it's gonna take place. And League of Legends it's it's a PC platform. Sure. Only. 
uh, with Rocket League, it has Xbox, PS4, and um, PS4, Switch, and PC. But the tournament organizers, um, actually, I don't know for that. I'm pretty sure there's crossplay. But like at a live event, for example, I'm pretty sure it's bound either PC or PS4. Yeah. Okay. So we don't make that choice of, oh, you play Rocket League. Yeah, yeah, it's cross-platform, but you have an Xbox? Like, no, that's not... We don't do that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so going back into, you know, it sounds like you're doing really good on, on involvement and stuff. When people get involved, is there any sort of fee they need to pay into? Is, you know, to keep the club running or any any sort of barrier like that? So one of the things we're really, like, we, we look at for memberships is to be a part of the club is to just be a part of the community. Okay. Um attending our meetings if you, like if, if you can't attend our meetings that's totally fine you're still a Fullerton student that plays video games you can join our discord even if you're just a lurker you're still a part of the community we do have paid memberships but they're not required um those memberships help well are like are helping us build up a um infrastructure for like club t-shirts mm-hmm. um paid member trips to some far like faraway studio like we're 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 currently planning on doing a trip to um sony san diego cool and when i say that it's very much like hmm train tickets okay that's a lot um or we're talking about figuring out how we're going to travel excuse me um by car paying for gas and all that stuff but usually usually the club memberships are just like we're really like pushing club t-shirts mm-hmm. like that's that's what we're that's what we're going after um because like we're since we are just like an arcade style um meeting like our casual meetings i i'm we don't take club memberships and say like okay i'm taking these club memberships that these people paid for and i'm gonna purchase a mouse for one of my players no yeah okay that we we don't do that um the, the most we ever spend money on it will be like like we'll go to round one in santa Ana. Um, one of our meetings got to get canceled um, on campus, so we went there and we paid for a karaoke room. That was through club memberships, mm-hmm. and everyone had a blast. And like, that it's presented what we're going to spend money on, and very much I think during one of our, our opening slides, like memberships, like very much we're going to spend money on round one karaoke for you, mm-hmm. um, and that's usually fairly popular with everyone. Um, but we we. We don't require memberships. You don't have to be a paid member to be a part. You you don't have to be a paid member to be a gamer. You don't have to. Sure. You don't have to pay my club to be like, ah, oh, yes, you can now say that you play video games <laughs> at Fullerton. No, not at all. Just it, 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 we greatly appreciate the support. We'll yeah. buy like we'll buy snacks and drinks for people. Like when we have our meetings, it's four hours. And you want not water? Okay, we'll go. We'll go buy cans of Pepsi for you, or we'll mm-hmm. get some chips. And like that's what we do. We just want to provide to everyone. We're not. We don't. We don't need it. It'd be appreciated, but it's not required. You don't. You don't need to spend money on a club to play video games. Just come in and have fun. That's what. That's like that again. That's like the core. That's the core value. That's the core yeah. value. Just come in and play games. So. Then related to this, because I know for a lot of clubs it is. What's your biggest um, hurdle? I would say as a club, is it funding for a lot of clubs? It, it can be. Um, I mean, it doesn't seem like membership really is because your membership is growing. Um, do you have a, a, you know, a speed bump in the road kind of? So like with, with hurdles with the club, it's not really like, it's not, not really financial hurdles. It's more time frames. Hmm. Um, our industry is always fast. 
we we it is rapidly growing and a lot of these campuses are answering um the industry with esports arenas or um gaming classes that focus on the gaming industry so like with business communications all that stuff and a lot of the times these campuses are very slow to catch up um fortunately i can drop a hint here that will no longer be the case very soon for cal state fullerton but um, that's our biggest hurdle is people who are unaware people who aren't willing to learn or people that just don't care um we very much are limited by some rules with um like club organizations already yeah that very much apply to a true campus organization that is a charity group or a, an organization like prssa those rules very much apply to these groups mm-hmm. when it comes to gaming it's very much like uh, you're telling me all these rules but literally like one out of the 100 things you just told me actually applies and everything else is kind of like uh yeah we don't have any relation to that yeah like for for example um uh cal state fullerton esports is actually an, considered an official sports club of the campus so we work with our sports club interclub council as a true sports club my esports players have to go through concussion training now for those listening that want to know what concussion training <laughs> is it's uh what to do when you get a concussion while p- performing in your sport or in general. My players all looked at me and said, you can't be serious. I'm like, oh, no, I'm serious. I have to attend this too. And we sat there through this one-hour presentation where even the presenters knew that they, like, you guys are esports. You guys yeah. are esports. Just, just, you have to do this. We can't be special. You can't be special. And like that, that is one of the things is that a lot of these rules or regulations apply to everyone else. Because gaming is new, these clubs. I'll, I'll talk to other clubs, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we have twenty members, and we don't really do anything." And then we come over to Fullerton. I'm like, "Yeah, I've got six hundred people in here, mm-hmm. and your rules are really not going to work with these guys." And it, like, that's the biggest hurdle is people are really bad at playing catch up. It's either they don't want to do it, they don't know where they go, or they try and they don't do the research. It's it's the lack of knowledge is the hurdle. I, yeah. I, I, I would say it's the lack of knowledge. I get that. Um, lack of knowledge about your club or lack of knowledge about just, like, esports practices and stuff say, like that. I would say both. It, okay. The in, like, the industry as a whole, gaming, esports, collegiate esports, professional esports, casual gaming, all that stuff. It's the lack of knowledge because they'll be like, oh, you have to do this. I'm like, we're playing a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, submit all this stuff. I'm like... We are playing a video game. What do you mean I have to submit this waiver for something, something? For lasers or like yeah. risk management. Yeah. Okay, I get what you mean. Like we're 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 playing Mario Kart for God's sake. <laughs> what what do you mean I have to do this weird paperwork for sports or something? Yeah. Like that's that that that's just a lot of these rules are outdated. I'm wondering if you have more hurdles because you're registered as like that club sort of. Whereas like I like we're just a club. You know, no sport attached, so we don't have like we would never do concussion training. I'm sure it's valuable. You know, it's good to know. Well, it's good information. Like it's good information, but the it shouldn't be required. Maybe the for, intention behind it is very much for hockey players, yeah. or men's soccer, women's volleyball. It's very yeah, much yeah, yeah. you can fall and get hurt, but the most the the highest probability of one of my players getting a concussion is one of our Overwatch main tank players grabbing his keyboard and slamming his forehead <laughs> out of frustration. Sure, and it's. 
we, we do have some hurdles, but there was also some benefits behind it. Um, yeah. Being a part of like our sports club and our club council was esports can actually get recognition on the campus. Yeah. And funding, right? Through a club council. If you mm-hmm. can apply for funding or do a proposal, right? Exactly. Um, and at the time when we, excuse me, when we joined, it was very much like, finally, we have recognition. Certain projects on the campus right now may lead into us um, no longer needing it. And we could actually probably give back mm-hmm. more. Um, but... It it's it's not it's not really the hurdle of like oh they don't like us it's yeah these rules are kind of old yeah like that it, it out being outdated misinformed that's really the hurdle of everything. So do you think that I mean you keep piquing my curiosity about this thing that's coming in Cal State Fullerton? Is it can you allude to if it's coming in the fall in a couple years? Like will I, you still be here? There's. Even? A tentative date that's been thrown around, and all I can tr- like truly say is, look at sp- this spring. Okay. That we're currently that we're currently in. in. Okay. All right. I didn't want to have to wait too long. You're making me very excited about I, whatever this is. So there, there again. This is a very this is a tentative date that just been that's been in discussion right now. It's been pushed back a lot. It was it was actually supposed to be um, fall last semester. Okay. But um, due to incidents at the start of the semester. Right. Um, everything had to be pushed back, mm-hmm. and like the totally reasonable. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not complaining about that at all. No, no, I know. I was like, yeah, let's let's just th- this. Best is, to wait. We can we can wait. This is fine. We'll just wait. Um, but very much that this semester is where we're launching this secret project, and cool. everyone can be looking forward to that. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped about it. I'm wrapping up emails for it. Nice. Um. And the only, the only thing I can like I could truly confirm because this is my project, is our we're getting our jerseys soon. Nice. We're we're getting our official Fullerton jersey soon, and I'm so excited the design and the sponsors that are on it will make everyone do double takes because it's, wow okay cool it's it's so cool I'm I'm so excited to be a part of this. So I don't know if I asked you this if if I asked you this yet, but what games do you play then competitively? I should say I'm sure you've oh, you've dabbled gosh. in them all, but I have dabbled in them all. Um, I used to play back back when I was. Oh goodness, when did Halo Three come out? Uh two thousand. I actually don't know. Two thousand six sounds right. Oh Something my goodness, around there. that was fourteen years ago. Well, what happened? Uh, Let's look it up. I, I I guess I was eleven or twelve at the time. I uh, two thousand seven. I was close. Okay, not as <laughs> not as old as I thought. Um, I. When I started playing games, I didn't know what video games were, and I, like, w- like one holiday season, um, a friend of the family gave me a Game Boy, and I was like, "What is this?" And like every ki- every kid watched Pokemon. Everyone everyone watched Pokemon or one of those shows, and I was very much a Pokemon kid. Me too. I collected Pokemon cards, and I got a Game Boy for the holidays, and it came with Pokemon Red, and that like started me on my journey of being like, "What's a video game?" Mm-hmm. And it kind of it kind of developed into this sense of wanting to be good at something. So I got like I got really good at Pokemon Red at a very young age. I was very much, I was really good at rock paper scissors. Okay. Um, and from there, I, I just kind of was like, oh yeah, you know, video games are a hobby. They're for fun, and I didn't really like. It, it was at the time it was not like there was competitions that I knew of. Um, Going like and going from there, it was like, 
Nintendo products and all that stuff. And eventually I got an Xbox. And I, I, I found Halo. And I was like, hmm. I've never played a rated M game before. My parents were very okay. much against it. But eventually I got it. Mm-hmm. And I was, for some reason, inherently good at Halo. Don't know where that came from. And I played Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, and then Halo 3 came out. And it was a really good game. I only played online at my friend's house, or like we did LAN parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never played in an online environment. And that's truly where I, I just took off. I, my, my ability to play the game was amazing. I, um, MLG, back in the day. Yeah, right. I, I was playing in a competitive lobby for Halo 3 because that was so organized um, <laughs> of, a, of a game mode that I, I was an 11 or 12-year-old at the time where I had dominated this one other team that we were going up. I, I went in solo, but this group went in as a group. And they messaged me after saying, hey, you're really good. Can you want to come over and play Halo with us like online? I'm like, what? Like, uh, sure. And they like, I didn't have a microphone. I didn't have anything. No one knew oh, who I okay. was. And so I... And you're in your teens at this time, right? Yeah, I was, ele- I was 11. Wow, and, okay, and, yeah. And I, I joined this group... And like I, I played on multiple teams, but it was the first kind of moment I made a realization. I wasn't eleven or twelve, like whatever. I was young, and these guys were like eighteen. Mm-hmm. These guys were like had microphones, and they taught me a bunch of language I probably should not have <laughs> known at that age. Sure. Um, but it really it dawned on me kind of there. I'm like, I'm really good at this. Mm-hmm. I have because like I, I was I was in school, and like the eight like eighteen year olds. Oh man, like that's. That's like a, you're like a senior citizen. Yeah. Like that just looks like so old when you're that young. And and I I I was just like, these older kids want to play with me. They want me to play with them because I'm good at the game. And so I kind of just like, I jumped from team to team at that point because I I didn't really know what to say. I played with them for a little while, and I physically like did you physically n- meet these people all online? Okay, all online. I, okay, not once. No, I it was very much like I was an introvert child. I mm-hmm. I play games online. I I didn't even have a microphone. I sure. just play games online, and from there I just kind of got really competitive. Mm-hmm. I got really competitive. I wanted to be good at every single game that had some form of MLG representation and all that stuff. But it got it got to the point where I really got um, what's the word for it? Burned out. I, I, okay. I really I really got burned out. Um, I think it was at around the time of like the towards the end of Halo Reach. I was just like, mm. I'm tired. I I played Halo. I played Call of Duty, and I just wanted a break. Because like at the time, I was like, yeah, my parents my parents had like told me like. It's still a video game, and you would like need to go out and like uh, get a job and like mm-hmm. go to school. I'm like, okay, like and it, and it was reasonable. It's a reasonable request. Yeah, I went to um, I went to culinary school for three years. I got a degree in both, just like like the basic understanding and like my handling license, and I was certified as a pastry chef. And afterwards, I was like, I should probably go to real school as well. So I went over to um, the JC. And I went to the like their Discover Fest, and I stumbled across this gaming club. I'm like, all right, sure, why not? I had no idea what collegiate esports was. Had you kind of taken a break from from gaming since oh, I, like you know the Halo like because that's probably a jump, right? That's, I, I mean, 
five. I didn't like years? take a. I didn't take a break. We were playing from, casually, like, maybe like single player games or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. And I was just like, oh, it's a gaming club. Interesting. And I I come in the room and they're all playing fighting games and they're all being really competitive. I'm like, oh god, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. And I like looked into collegiate esports and like, oh my god, this is a thing. It, it, no one who knows about this. Mm-hmm. And like I talked to friends, family, and they're like, "What's collegiate esports? What's esports?" I'm like, like that was the thing. It was like, the, "What is esports?" And I I jumped into uh, PC gaming during my break. Um, it was it was just easier because all my friends also made that jump. Okay. And I started playing uh, League of Legends, and I I was I was not good. I I went from controller to mouse, and I was like, "This is bad." Um. I'm just gonna out myself. I'm so bad at PC games. Like I'm like always been on the console, so I, I've tried my hand at it, but I'm so bad. But not, like for me, now it's the reverse. I when you hand me a controller, I'm just like, how? I can't do this. Yeah. Um, but I made that jump to League of Legends, and I just tried. I just, I just started learning. Mm-hmm. I I was like, okay, let's activate my competitive brain again, and I just like dove into the competitive environment. I was still really bad. I was still trying to grasp around the idea of moving from a first-person shooter to a MOBA. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, like, dabbled everywhere else. And, like, I found Team Fortress 2. Cool. Excuse me. I found Team Fortress 2. I found I found Counter-Strike. I thought Counter-Strike was terrible. I, I, I felt that, it's that game... It's hard to come to that game late, I think. Yeah. That, that game felt very... Um, it didn't feel, un- like, it didn't feel finished. And I was like, eh, I don't want to do it. And I was like, okay, well, out of all these games, I could just get really good at League. And so I invested a ton of time in League. I was super competitive. I eventually got to the point where, like, I was, I want to say, like, diamond in League. Because wow. I, was, I was just, like, I was diving going, going nuts. And then I saw an announcement. Overwatch. Like, what, what's Overwatch? I'm like, Blizzard. Because I, I played on PC. I played World of Warcraft. I played, all the Blizzard stuff, yeah. I, played, I was a Blizzard fanboy at the time. And I saw Overwatch. Local. Mm-hmm. I said they're local. Yeah, Irvine too. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, "What's what? What's Overwatch?" And I, I saw it. I was like, "Oh, it's like Team Fortress 2. And so I looked more into it, and like it, they just like went quiet. And then I finally went to, um, I went to Blizzard, and they like I just saw the development for the stuff, and I saw all these characters, and I was like, "Wow, this is, this is really cool." And eventually, it got to the point I got my hands on the game. Oh my god. It felt like Team Fortress 2, Halo, and all this stuff mixed into one, but I was on the PC platform, and I was finally getting my skills. And I went in deep. <laughs> I went in deep from the start. Not as deep as most people did, like, that are, like, Overwatch League pros right now or top streamers, but, like, I got really good. I was sure. really good at the game um, very early on. And all this time, from, like, the launch of the game to now, I was always really invested in being good. I was never really invested on maintaining the health of my wrists or hands because I didn't know it was a thing. Um, so I'm like still competitive, but now I'm a retired player because I I have issues with my wrist and I can't perform anymore. Um, I used to be very very good at. Um, I was one of the top players for Ash for mm-hmm. um, Overwatch. She was my favorite character, and one day I was taking a midterm. Uh, it was last semester. I was taking a midterm, and I was writing, and I noticed that my hand just really, really hurt, and like, I wasn't allowed to use my PC for this test. It was, a, it was like an essay question, mm-hmm. and 
it just like I just need to keep writing because I need to be done with this. And it progressively just got worse to the point where my hand had locked and I was holding a pen and like, I can't write anything. I can't move my wrist and I can't move my hand. I found out it was carpal tunnel mm-hmm. and it was a really bad case of carpal tunnel. And so now I can only play Overwatch a lower tier or casually, but I can still help people out. But I I realized that like I really enjoy the competition and like now I'm now I'm like I'm taking medication. I'm like using gloves because well, I think you can get it healed eventually, right? Yeah, like, eventually. it's possible. It is possible. And it, it's just like it's a long period of time. Yeah. Um but it made me realize just how much video games I played. Um I was I dabbled in everything because I wanted to be good at something I loved. Mm-hmm. From the point where I received my first video game, which was Pokemon back in Oh God, I'm not saying that year. Um, <laughs> it was a while. Yeah. It was a long time ago to where I am now, and I just think, wow, if someone didn't buy me that game or Game Boy, would I be a competitive sports person? Would I be competitive at all? And I just really base around my competitiveness on like me playing my first Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Like that was where I started, and now I'm here, and I'm like. I'm a part of some this project that I wish I could talk about. I'm helping these teams. Overwatch, we have three teams for Overwatch. We have one team for League and two teams for Rocket League. And all the teams I'm helping build around like becoming a collegiate esport, I really I like apply what I've learned of being like a competitor, a manager, a coach, um, a team owner, mm-hmm. and all all this time. And I really just like it was really good knowledge and really good lessons to learn throughout the years even my parents finally backed me they they, they backed me on my esports stuff i i was at um the jc and i told them i joined an esports club and they asked what's that well at that point i took them over to the esports arena in santa Ana, and i, like I that place. and i i took them there during what i like wednesday night fights mm-hmm. that's when i took them which is the the southern california fighting game night that's weekly and they walked in the door and be like, "We take back everything we've ever said about esports. Please dive in." <laughs> wow. Um, and it was truly all those years of competition, me dabbling and everything, brought me to where I am. I the like the one games I really haven't touched are fighting games, and like, and I I, I bought a, an arcade stick. I went to Evo twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm just gonna dive in. I bought an arcade stick. I bought a backpack. I bought Street Fighter Five. And I just started learning. And oh boy, am I terrible. <laughs> I know players that are some of the top players in California, if not the United States. And they look at me and they go, you're a terrible. And I go, I know. <laughs> um, and I, I truly, I just always want to learn. Every, if, I, if I have failed as a um, competitive player, as a, someone who wants to be a part of the esports industry, I would, I would consider myself a failure if I did not want to always go out and learn. Um, that's quite a story. I love Overwatch. Um, I share with you in that I, it's funny. I think I actually burned myself out in Overwatch. I played it too long for too much for too long or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the acronym is. I don't know or phrase. Um, Ash is a good player. I heard Ash isn't good in the new meta right now. She is. Actually, she's like top in the new meta basically. She is awful right now. Oh really? She well, is, my friends she are outdated. Is, she is absolutely awful. Uh, makes me feel really bad. I was. I think at the time my my account wasn't real actually activated for um, the top five hundred emblem, but at the time I want to say I was like four thousand three hundred mm-hmm. on the ladder, which was like in the top two hundred at the time in North America, and I was like, yes, I did it as Ash. 
what do you mean? What's role two? <laughs> what do you mean I'm going to be forced to play a role? And role, oh, yeah. oh, goodness, May's really good and Reaper's really good. Like, that's... It, it, it kind of really uh, broke me, is that I was really good at this one character that was awful. Uh, but, yeah. It happens. All right, well, we are approaching... I mean, I could talk about this forever, but we are approaching our uh, end here, so I just want to make sure I touch on a few um, more subjects. So one last question for you. You keep saying that you see esports as, you know, you're trying to get into this industry. You're coming up close to graduation. What do you see as being your next step to getting into esports? Do you want to be more on, like, like you love Blizzard? Do you want to help Blizzard's esports? Do you want to help collegiate esports continue? What Do you have an idea... Uh, some of the discussions I've been having recently with um, this project I'm working on has really opened up the industry further than I've ever expected. Originally, like when I started my journey in video games, I wanted to work at Blizzard because like that was my favorite game. I love World of Warcraft. I love Warcraft Three. I loved all that stuff. And but I guess as I got older, I I realized like you need more like realistic goals, and you need to like understand what it's like to actually be a part of a company and like over in recent times there there are incidents with like blizzard entertainment right and being a pr person i would feel <laughs> i feel very unsafe there because they purged their whole publishing department mm-hmm. um talk about a pr nightmare i mean i know yeah. exactly and i i thought about what i wanted to do and i kind of i spent the last year i spent last year like trying to define where to go um when i graduate and I realized that opportunities were presented before me that I very much let slide. And it wasn't intentional, it was just unaware. Um, I'm very good at being oblivious to like um, gratitude or um, offerings. Cause I was very much, I'm very much that workhorse. It's like, I'm a workaholic. I, I, won't, I won't be paying attention to like gratitude. I just want to get the work done. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I pay a little more closely attention to it, I go, I have all these offerings when I graduate. I actually have people complaining at me right now, being like, why are you still a student? I would prefer you were not a student so I could fire you, or hire you, <laughs> not fire me. <laughs> oh no, uh, hire me full time. And I'm just like. That's a great place to be. I'm like, yeah, but I need to graduate. Yeah. Um, You're so close. I'm, I'm very close. And, like, and some of the discussions I currently have with the project that we're working on is like really Maybe that could lead somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, there's there's a lot of hidden opportunities that no one is yeah. um, following. And I I was very much one of those people. I very much let a lot of opportunities slide. For sure. I mean, I, I didn't really even talk about myself too much, but I was a student here, and then now I work here as a staff, and I, I created that, own, that position for myself. Mm-hmm. I, like, pitched the idea of you know, running Titan Radio as a staff member, not just, it used to be an entirely student operation, just like a club kind of, but now we have me as a staff member. So I imagine maybe a very similar opportunity could open up for you, which could be exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the last few minutes here, I just want to turn it over to you to plug any future events, social media, anything about your club, which I've loved hearing about for the past 50 minutes. Um, Just feel free Here's your soapbox. Oh, sure. Um, so we do have social media pages. Uh, we do Instagram and Twitter. Um, both those um, both those accounts are at CSUF Gaming. Um, we also do have a Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash CSUF Gaming. We're looking we're working at uh, we're working on getting a, like a broadcast um, schedule going for like our varsity teams um, for both Rocket League and Overwatch right now. Um, League of Legends just ended their season. 
Um, so we're just really focusing on those two games at this time. Um, you could also find our Discord on our social medias. I wish we had a unique tag or a unique uh, invite link for our server because mm-hmm. that would make things so much easier. Um, but right Is now... Is that like you, a premium feature or something? Uh, or? We have to be partnered, and they, oh. they closed their partnerships for uh, this year already, I think. Okay, wow. Or we like we have to be like uh, boosted or something. Mm-hmm. I, I have people looking at it right now. Sure. Um, we also like we'll post our um, Discord on our social media every so often. We also do our we announce our weekly meetings over um, newsletters and our Discord. And depending on how large a meeting is, we'll also post it on like Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, and uh, like if you like if people want to be a part of our teams, all they have to do is ask. It, it we. We like we'll, we'll post every so often that we're hosting tryouts for Overwatch or Rocket League, and a lot of, they don't get a lot of hits sometimes because people aren't looking. Or they're they're not looking because they don't know. Um, we very much post that on our social media and like the Fullerton Reddit. Uh, we're always we're always releasing information. There, mm-hmm. There's never being being in time where like oh yeah we're just you know, we're not going to say anything. Um, we're always being loud and obnoxious. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it, it's truly just knowing that we exist. A lot of the times they don't know we exist, but mm-hmm. we're gonna we're we're trying very hard this semester to be like you better know who we are. Or <laughs> well, yeah, you're here. Yeah, you signed up for doing this. Yeah, so and, and like this gets you some clicks. This is a great opportunity, and I'm very appreciated for it. I'm glad you were here for it. Um, okay, so unless you have anything else to say, any more events, any other oh, yeah. thing you'd like to toss out there for people? Yeah. So like. Um, like we do meetings every Friday, so like if you do uh, follow our social media and or join our Discord, like you'll see the we- the meeting theme like on the Monday when we announce it. Okay. Um, but we do actually have a large event coming up. It's our annual um, large scale esports event called Siege. Um, that's taking place on April 11th. We are current. We've already currently launched um, that online League of Legends tournament. They'll be hosting um, the finals on a on a main stage at our event. Um, we are doing showcase matches for our varsity teams for Overwatch, Rocket League, and League of Legends on our main stage versus uh, versus other local universities. Oh, cool! I'm pretty sure that our Rocket League um, team will be going up against Cal State Long Beach. There's a rivalry between our schools um, yeah. over the past few years for esports. Specifically. Oh, for esports. Okay, I was gonna say just in general we are rivals. Yeah, but yeah. But it, it's very, our our esports rivalry is pretty friendly, but we have a lot of fun with each other. And um, that that event will also be hosting a Smash tournament as well as a Tekken 7 tournament. Uh, the Tekken 7, like I could drop a hint here, the reason we are hosting a Tekken 7 tournament is because of a South Korean sponsor who is coming back to the mm-hmm. campus and being like, hey, let's bring esports to your campus. Um, that event is on April 11th. You can actually find it on um, TitanLink as well as our social media pages very soon. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for being a guest. I hope everyone enjoyed that talk as much as I did. Um, If you are interested in joining us for a Clubhouse event in the future, you can email Monica. She is the producer, kind of just the lead on this project. Her email is, um, get ready for this, it's long, Uh, titanradio.techtecintern at gmail.com. also, you can just DM us, honestly, and we'll figure it out. You can DM us on Instagram or Twitter or something, at Titan Radio. Um, thanks for joining us. It's a blast.